Hey, it's Coco and Carly, and we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your vibrational experience. This episode, we have one of our favorite guests back and the third part of the Consciously Coco team, Scott. This was a good episode. It was a beautiful Sunday a couple weekends ago before everything kind of went the way that it has with the virus. And we really were in such a good vibration and we've kind of been staying in that vibration for the last two weeks. So I hope you can feel it in our energy as you hear us talk. This episode is all about being conscious in the relationships of your life, whether that be your partner, your brother, your sister, your best friend, you know, or the random people that you spend your days with at your job or any honestly relationship that you have. This is such a good episode, I feel. And it really, Scott and I really too talked about the evolution of us um, and how, you know, at one time we were snoring asleep and how we moved to a conscious relationship and how we live a conscious relationship. And when you vibrationally change into that, everything in your life shifts. It just does. And it's such a beautiful state of being that we want everybody in the world to experience. So as per usual, if you love our podcast, please share it at Soul Rehab Podcast. Follow us, DM us, book a session, anything that you need to help you on this journey. Enjoy. Well, he's back on this episode. Aw, cute. Who's back? (laughs) Who's back, Carly? Wow, you guys are making it so awkward. (laughs) Well, I was going to give you this really special name, but it's fine. (laughs) We'll just go with Scott. Guy Scott's here. Special name. Special name. Scott. Mm -hmm, Scott. Cool. Yeah, so Scott's back, and we are really excited for this episode, and we've talked about this so much amongst our circle at all of our events. This This is a really, really good episode because this is the basis of of human living relationships. Yeah. And we're not just talking about like the partner relationship that you may have um, with like your significant other, but relationships in general, which I think obviously everyone can understand. Yeah. So this episode is about conscious relationships. So the journey of awakening, the journey of moving your soul to the front and your ego to the back is becoming conscious. And then everything in your life becomes conscious, including your relationships. And as somebody, I would say all three of us at one point, obviously we're all unconscious. Mm -hmm. And now that we do live and have conscious relationships, it's wild to see how we lived or to watch other people who are unconscious having relationships. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Well, and you just could not have that. Anymore. No, like we talk, so Carly's single right now, and we always say like, you couldn't have an unconscious partner. No, it would be the biggest challenge it in just, my life. It, like it, it wouldn't work. I, it would be done before it even began. Yeah, it just that vibration wouldn't even exist with you no. anymore. No, probably just how I would speak to them would just turn them away. <laughs> yeah, okay. like this girl. It's energy. It's energy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to start with the topic of, you know, your actual home life relationships, because when you're solid and conscious in your home life, like where your foundation of your energy is, that then trickles to the interactions of everybody outside of your home life. Well, yeah. And like, even think about this, like if you can't be who you are at home, where can you be yourself? Mm -hmm. So it has to start at home with anything in life. Yeah. So Scott and I would say, um, if we were to give ourselves a label, we're in a conscious relationship. And right before we hopped on the podcast, he was teasing me about last night at Nights of Coco. He's like, oh, I'm downgraded to your partner. And I was like, well, what are you? Like, we're not married. He's actually still married, been like married for like 10 years. I'm the mistress, technically. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not your wife. I don't like the label girlfriend. 
but to me, he's my partner because I see him as my partner because he's wound. He has wounds. I have wounds. I have dreams. He has dreams, all the things, but I don't need to seek from him and vice versa. We're just that partner that meshes. Don't you? How would you define it, Scott? Like our relationship? Well, or... being a conscious relationship. Like when I said partner and you were like, I'm downgraded. Well, obviously that you're either teasing me or, you know, well, tell, was... tell us your perspective on this. Well, I was definitely teasing you, but I think like you really hit the nail on the head when you talk about like in relationship, people tend to, to take from each other. Like you are like my strong masculine man and I'm your weak feminine woman. So you do all like the opening of the pickle jars and I do all the house cleaning. And it's kind of like people try and find that like balance. And that's just like the more obvious things, but it's a lot more of like the, the emotional, the emotional, what's the word I'm looking for here? Support. Support or assistance or livelihood that you have in relationships. That's where people have a lot more of that like give and take. Yes. And it's really hard. He, you are saying so previous to um, conscious relationships, because I would say a large portion of the world, their relationships are unconscious. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that they have their core wounds. So in Scott and I's relationship, like, you know, I would have my core wounds, he has his core wounds. And when you're unconscious to that, the way that you fight is you're mm -hmm. always trying to get your core wound from that person. And you're always trying to get that partner that other person of you to to complete you to fill that hole to fill that hole yeah so let's just like be let's be more specific because i feel like i like specific examples rather than you know like vague out there things so i'll use me for example because you know most of my stuff is out there anyways and doesn't matter so much in my previous relationships i was definitely like inner child wound of like want, not wanting to be alone and that really played a big part in our relationships, which is the reason why I picked the partners that I, or the girlfriends or the wives that I did is because I didn't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't alone. You attracted myself. that vibration. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they were looking kind of like for more, what would they be looking for in me? I don't know. Well, whatever their wounds were. Whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. their wounds were. Well, yes. So, and, yeah. Yeah. And when you're looking for that in someone else, it's, it's almost destined to fail because you have to find that within yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I have to be okay being alone before I can be with someone because otherwise it's like you start to live through them and for them. And then you become less of a person like, Oh my, like they're gone. And you rely on them. And then you like, yeah. yeah. You yeah, so using on. so using Scott as an example, so he had kids when he was really young mm -hmm. and then married the the mother of his children and he on the previous podcast, you know, like he ch he talks about that how literally he um got married to her because he thought it was what he needed to do and all those things. So he was in that very toxic relationship where he tried to make it work where a lot of people can relate and they have all the stories and all the things. And, you know, you definitely dimmed your light in that relationship, you know, got her name tattooed on him and all those things to be seen, you know, like, like, well, that her ta me tattooing her name on me had nothing to do with me. It was about satisfying her. Exactly. Wound. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. So me. he would do all the stuff so that she would feel seen, seen and loved and all these things, right? So there was that vicious, that vicious take, like all that cycle, right? Yeah. So then when all of that broke down, yes, what did he do right away? He ran to random relationships or like one night stands or whatever the case might be because he didn't want to be alone. Yeah. And then within a year of his divorce, all of a sudden he's with another woman. And I'm sorry, I'm just in the middle of this podcast. I look over at Scott and now he has sunglasses on in the living room. So I'm like, wow, we're really taking this up a level. I so, wish we like videoed Yeah, this. we need to video because like me and Carly are like really deep in this. We look Here, over. I'm going to take a photo. We'll put it on the Instagram. Yeah. So it's bright in here. Okay. People, yes. I am Your just... back is to the window. <laughs> Sideways people here. Sideways. So what Scott did then is he was out of his first marriage and you know didn't want to be alone so then seeked out all these other relationships unconsciously but think about what his ego and his mind was telling me oh like I just got out of my marriage so much stress I'm gonna go have fun I'm gonna have randomness all that stuff but really it was the core wound telling him that he didn't want to be alone so yeah. then within a year 
time span, all of a sudden he's engaged and getting married to another woman. And me and him, when we met, I was like, you built the same, you took the same bricks from the first house and did it to the second. Mm -hmm. And then you got the same results because you were seeking the same thing. So most people go through these unconscious relationships most of their life. So most people like don't even have a moment in time where they're like, what the hell? I've had X, Y, and Z as partners. I've had all these things and they've all been the same kind of patterns, just like different bodies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what Scott is using as an example of how that's wound seeking wound. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, so many times that happens in, in, in relationship, honestly, every single time it's wounds seeking wounds until you consciously know your, who you are energetically and you no longer seek that from each other because you are here, number one, to save yourself. Mm -hmm. And then when you save yourself, then you are solid in who you are and you become, and you become conscious. Like you could be kind of, instead of being that like, um, against each other, you kind of like form this unity, you know, do you know? Yeah. You kind of flow. Yeah. You flow together. Yeah. So Scott and I, when we met, which is really interesting, when I met him, I saw him at his highest version of himself. I saw him who he is now and who he's becoming. And I remember externally, I was like, uh, let's so maybe we should paint a picture for this. So we have an idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's go like, ahead. Yep. Sure. Oh, if we have old photos of you, can we please share them on our Insta story <laughs> when this know. podcast goes live? I don't know if I have any old photos because I'm not, I'm not a big photo taker, but like imagine like an oversized hoodie. Yeah. It would have been like, I think I was wearing Levi jeans. Like baggy, baggy, baggy jeans. But like, let's forget. Did you have a chain for your wallet? Nobody no, should have. Oh, it would have completed the picture in like, <laughs> in like brown Timberland boots with like a hat. That was like where I was but that was like the whole the whole rig culture that I grew up in just so you kind of have like an idea of how chalky and I, I, I really was I was I was and I was running my fashion company when we okay, met but so that's that's what I look like yeah now what Coco looked like is like she's very much into fashion like what you like you peel open a magazine what the girls are wearing like the thigh high boots mm -hmm. I think you were wearing ripped jeans, ripped jeans like, like neon colors yeah so like how we even got together is is a mystery. It's not. I, I'm pretty sure I was I was swinging out of my league here. Well, what, it, wait, what was your first impression? I don't of remember. Coco. I don't actually. Remember. It was we so met good. On, you can't we remember. We met online, and I sent him a photo of myself, and I'm from like a small town in Saskatchewan, and he goes, "Oh, it's true what they say about the water being great in that town or something." That's what he said. What a line! Were yeah. you like, "Oh, I'm being catfished." <laughs> <laughs> But what we're trying to say is like on an egoic level, like on a physical level, like we didn't match. Right. right. And then, you know, he, on, on an egoic level, I was like, oh, like he's twice divorced. He has two kids, like all the things. Like the and, rap sheet that, everyone yeah, the rap sheet that everybody gets stuck on. Yeah. Right. And then like we go to Smitty's for breakfast and he's in Superman fleece pajamas. And I make <laughs> him walk into Smitty's ahead of me because I'm like, what is going on here? So like all the things egoically. Right. But what was really interesting about Scott and I is like our souls knew. Yeah. So like we really got to know each other, like, you know, on a deeper level. And I was always like, like, why are you single? Like the way you speak and all this stuff. And I would see him at his highest potential, but he was so wounded. And so was I. <laughs> so it was really interesting because I consciously, and I wasn't even awake then, but I consciously made a decision being like, either I stand beside you and start like being with you and dating you um, while you're healing your wounds or I walk away. Right. So it was really hard in that first couple years because I had to watch him like grieve old relationships and really peel away those layers and not take it personally. Yeah. So when he was like talking to his ex-wife or he was going to see his ex stepchildren and all that, you know, my wounds, my self-worth wound wanted to be like, I'm not good enough. I'm not important. He's going to see all them. But I really, really had to pull myself back and let myself, let him heal while still loving and learning to be with me. And then years later, he did the same thing with me when my, you know, my two, almost two date, two year, 20 year relationship crumbled. He was there to consciously 
be that partner with me. And at that point, that was when the, my whole awakening happened and everything cracked open. But looking back on our journey, even when we were asleep, we were consciously moving into a conscious relationship. We just didn't have the vocabulary or no, I would say. Yeah, we were very forgiving of each other yeah. and what each other was going through and very like understanding, which I think a lot of people lose in relationships. Yes. Or just don't have in relationships like like at all. Or you do in the beginning, but then life starts happening and you almost get resentful and you yeah. use that against the person. Yes, right? and it's really, really hard because you always hear about it. it's like, oh, why would they talk about their ex? Like, I don't want to hear about their ex. But yeah. when you say that, think about that. Why are you saying that? That's triggering your wounds. Yeah. Because Scott can talk all he wants about his past. And I hope that it's the same way for me. But it doesn't matter because we are so conscious of each other. And it. he knows that if I'm talking about my ex, he knows that I'm talking about it as a teaching tool, as a learning, I'm reflecting, you know. And every time I talk about it, I'll be like, oh, my God, when I was with so-and-so, this is how it was. Look at the difference now. Like that's how our conversations are. And even him, like as you hear, he's talking about his relationship and it doesn't even, it's it... so like when I left that relationship, the last relationship I was in before Coco, I literally said to that person, thank you for taking me so far on this journey. Like you brought me here, but we have to part ways. And, and like, that's okay. Like and that... I'm okay with us. Like, with where we've come and what you've taught me along this journey, but like, it's just not going any further. And that being conscious, like you're not angry about the relationship or ending yeah. or, or any of that things, because I literally walked away from that relationship, like, like better. And that's what you should really be like. It's not so much like you were, you were in a relationship with that person. So at one point in time, you love that person. So have respect for that, that love to just be like, okay, I'm not angry. There's yeah. nothing to be angry about. It's just over. That soul contract has has come to completion yeah. and it's time to move on. And that's such a great point because when we're unconscious and we've been there, like Carly, what that was her awakening, her breakup. And like, you know, you get so wrapped up on like, I need this and I should have got this and I should have done this. Yes. And you're so focused on the external. And I don't think that like you have any regrets about how your stuff um, went like I yeah. can't speak for you but like you were just starting your awakening journey and stuff then too right yeah well it was kind of interesting like how you guys were saying um like you don't really know why you like met got together and kept going you just kind of knew yeah. for me with my breakup it was like my complete life like my living my like lifestyle everything was completely changing but not once did I ever was I ever upset about the person that I was no longer going to be in my life? So it was almost like I, my soul knew that it was done, that that soul contract was done, that it was okay. Yeah. But my ego didn't have the courage to end it. So when he did, cause he actually was the one that pulled the trigger on it. It was like a, okay, thank, thank God you did that. Let's move on now. Yeah. And it was almost like it, it like, so what I'm trying to say is, is because my ego didn't have the courage to do it, but when it happened, I wasn't, it didn't, surprised me and I was totally okay with it yeah um so I guess what I'm trying to say is like your soul always knows like if you act or conscious to it that's when you're like oh okay and that's why it's so easy for you to say okay this is done thank you moving on but when you're unconscious your ego is the one telling you the story saying it's not and but your soul is saying yes this is right yes your ego and your wounds yeah exactly So the reason why most of us sit in that that spiral of like clinging to those relationships and those pains is because one we're unconscious to our wounds are ruling us, our inner child, all the things. Because there's people that we have mentored that we know that they're clinging to all these old relationships, but it, as a conscious mentors that we are, we see that it's not the relationship that they're clinging to, it is the pain of the loss itself. And it's so clear. Like when yeah. you become conscious to it, it's just so clear in any relationship with anybody really that you come in contact with. Yeah, it's with. not necessarily the person that you miss. No. It's you become addicted to the pain, right? And you, and it's also your wounds. Well, they're filling the hole. Yes. So as soon as that person, like we said too, you rely on that person to fill your hole. So as soon as that person is removed, now your, your wound is like, oh my God, how am I going to be filled? And that's the panic that ensues. Well, and I would say that that's what you went through with your first marriage is your hole was being filled of, you didn't want to be alone. Yeah. Exactly. And, 
And so then what's that panic that goes on? Because that is Well, that that panic really comes out in like in like jealousy and Mm -hmm. anger. And then it's like they can't go out because like who are they talking to? Are they talking are they being hit on by other guys, you know, or are they they being flirty? And it's that whole insecurity, you know, you almost get like possessive. And Mm -hmm. that's like unhealthy because if you're in a good, healthy, like conscious relationship they can go out and talk to someone else. They can have a conversation. They can go for dinner with with a male friend or a female friend. And you don't have to worry because you're secure in who you are. And if they want to be with you, they'll make that choice. But guess what? If they don't, you're also, you know what? I know what? You're missing out because I'm a great person. Yeah. And when you sit in that like jealousy and anger thing, all that does is really just poison the relationship from the inside out. Yeah. Because... You get mad at that person for talking to a girl and then they get mad at you because like, I'm just talking. Yeah. But maybe they were just talking, but they definitely maybe were appreciating the attention a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because like, there's so much drama whenever like that stuff sort of happens. Yeah. And like looking at our conscious relationship, like I find it so interesting when I'm listening to you say this, like I have some guy friends that like call and FaceTime me and like, it it's never a question like it's never I never feel like I'm really like disrespecting or doing anything because like we're just conscious we I have a full conversation with you I'll be like oh I talked to so and so and whatever and it's you you have nothing to hide and I have nothing to hide yeah like we joke about Carly being being the sister wife because you know like that's just it like we're so comfortable with our relationship yeah and we're very conscious and we're very secure in it that there's really no reason like not to and we and we have all of our wounds are are wide open so like if scott and i have a discussion or things get heated like i i know why i'm reacting a certain way or vice versa because we're aware of each other's wounds we're we're doing we're, we're both on our healing journey and then we meet in the middle right and so there's nothing that it's 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 nothing is ever hidden it's we talk about everything like openly and it's just like a full flow you know we share everything that we need to but we're both um independent beings but i don't keep anything versus and he doesn't keep anything we're just super conscious because what we're here to do is we're here to heal ourselves and then unite in that partner form like we're not twin flames, but it's almost like that twin, that flame merge. Yeah. And then when you're both healed and you unite like that, you, you're the most empowered and forceful beings in this world because you're authentic, you're healed and together you're, we're better. We just are. So the goal of a conscious relationship then trickles down to everything else in your life because the foundation of who you are is is respect and it's healing and it's love it's compassion right and that's where you and i live all the time well we fight every now and then and we get frustrated we we do but we're human but the really key thing to having a conscious relationship is communication Mm -hmm. you need to be able to sit down with your partner and voice your feelings and opinions and have them heard and they need to be able to voice their opinions and feelings and have them heard but you also need to be able to control how you react which is just about being a conscious person Mm -hmm. because if you react if your partner says something to you and you just react angry then they're not going to say things to you they're going to start withholding things back to you because every time they say something to you it's it turns into a big yeah, blow so up. I was yeah, because I was gonna say it's like it's the delivery on both sides. It's the delivery of the message and the delivery of the response. And that typically, when we're not conscious, is run by the ego, run by yeah. the wounds. Whereas when you are conscious, it's you know run by like you at, at your essence versus these other things that are like yeah. So like in our life. relationship, like I'll always say to Scott, like his delivery on things is like really to the point and really intense. So if I'm kind of having like a lower energy kind of like week or time where I'm like really like dealing with my work or facing my wounds, he tends to just be really, and Carly can speak to this, like he tends to be really black and white about things because you and him are kind of the same Same, and Scott's like really like to the, to the bone, like will tell me how it is. And I will notice then how that like triggers me, right? right? So then I will come back to him and we've had so many conversations and I'll be like, I didn't like like how you like say that to me or whatever. But then he'll say back to me. Like, 
because I'm the, the male energy in the relationship and I'm supposed to be the rock, mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to have bad days. Yeah. So when I have a bad day, Coco could be having the most amazing day in the world, but as soon as my she sees I'm having a bad day, her bad day, her good day because reverses yes. 1,000%. Yes. And then it's like, no, I need to be able to have a bad day and you need to be okay with that and be okay. Yeah. Because when you're having your bad day, I have to kind of help you through that a little bit that I can, you know, just kind of like prompt them up. And, and he speaks his truth in his way and his authentic self. And that used to trigger me. And it still does at times, but we have this conversation where I'm now aware that what he just said. So I'm now having the bad day and he tells me how it is and that spirals me a bit. But now we have the conversation. I'm like, okay, but then when it's reversed and he's having the bad day, I act the exact same way to him. Well, I'm I, like, yeah. we got to stay high vibe, you know, yeah. and I tell him all the things, right? And he's, when he's having a really, really low day, he doesn't want to hear it either. But because we communicate and we really push each other out of that. And I, I've noticed that in, in, in our journey, in our years, we really push each other out because we're authentic and we really call each other out on those things, you know, instead of like spiraling. But also like when you're conscious, what you probably notice is that the delivery that he's given to you or you're giving to him is no different every day, but it's how you receive it. That's different. Yeah. So as soon as you're conscious of that, you then realize that how they are communicating to you literally has nothing to do with you. Yes. Right. And that's how you get over that. And you just understand that this is just the delivery of the person and you don't dig deep and take it personally. Yeah. And it's like, it's life, it's life changing to be in a conscious relationship. Like I, I want this for everybody because it is, it's mind blowing because previously I was always trying to fill my hole. I was always trying to make the other person happy. So by making, to make the other person happy, I was like, Oh, I got to do X, Y, and Z. I got to make this amount of money. I'm the best girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. I got to do all these things so that they, they love me and they do this. And like, you know, next level things like, Oh, I got to get skinny for them because they'll like this or do that. Like I, I make a running joke. We were just out shopping before the podcast. And I was like, if I come out and Scott says that he hates these pants, I know they're right. You literally said like, that. I literally say that because I'm so conscious to know that like we're such opposites in like we like a lot of the same things, but my style is very out there. So he'll always be like, uh, really not my favorite. I'm like, boom, in the cart. <laughs> right. Whereas old me took that so personally. I'd be like, oh my God, he thinks Well, I'm if they fat. don't like that, then they don't like me yes. because I like it. Yes. Yeah. But when you're doing all that extra stuff to be that amazing girlfriend, when they don't notice it, what happens is you just go, well, I'm doing all this stuff and you don't even freaking appreciate it. That's when the resentment starts. That's when you start to get resentment. Then it's like, no, 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 baby, I really appreciate it. But like, no, they really, maybe they don't. Yes. And I felt that in my previous relationship, you know, like I was building this like fashion company and all this. And I just felt so unseen all the time. And then he'd be like, Oh, I support you so much. I'm the one that supports you the most. And I'm like, but do you, you know, so it was just this constant shit storm all the time. And then I was like, always trying to go harder and harder and harder so that he would be seen and being so happy. And then I could save us and create this whole entire life. And I was trying all the time to like be something that was going to be seen and appreciated by him. Right. Because it was my wounds and his wounds. And it was just this big storm and I was so unconscious to it. And I just like stayed in that, that shit storm for so long because I just, I want it so badly. My wound is a self worth Mm -hmm to be seen and to be validated and to be like from that person. And the biggest thing about being conscious, a conscious couple is you're very different than me. Like you already hit the nail on the head of like with fashion, Yeah. but like it's everything. We joke that she is a creative and I'm more like a structure where Carly's very much more of a structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that has its own difficulties because the way Coco does things is not the way I would do things. So I've had to relax my attitude towards doing things, especially being like creative things and not being so rigid where Coco's also had to like quit being so fluid and get a little bit more structure. Yes. Where we could say, so that's just because we're opposites. Now, if 
Carly and I were to date, it could almost create its own problems because we're both yeah. so structured. Like we would live our life by like it'd be so regimented. It'd be yeah. so regimented <laughs> yeah. that it would be hard to like have any growth because you've already put yourself in that box. Yeah. You've yes. already defined the shape of it and it's already there. Yeah. And it's like if you're I mean, I'm super outdoorsy. If I were to date someone super outdoorsy and I have a thyroid condition, I like to go. We would probably literally just kill each other going all the time because yeah. there's no one to sit there and like, whoa. Different perspective. There's no different perspective because yes. it's like, go, 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 go. So not necessarily dating someone who's like you is good. There's perks and there's ne- there's benefits to it, definitely. But there's also negatives. Mm-hmm. So like dating the opposite of you can be good, but there's also negatives. And it doesn't matter if you're dating someone who's just like you or who's the opposite of you. You have to be a whole person. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, conscious. and conscious. So like you and Carly could date because you're both conscious right now. So you would be like what you just said. You're aware of that. We're both this box. We do this. So if we're getting in this relationship, we're going to have to be conscious of how we're living our life because we know our personality, like our, our patterns and our habits. Yeah. And it, but right? I believe it would be probably, it would be harder than to have the op, like than to have opposites. Of because we, you probably, we probably won't even realize it that we were building like invisible walls 100%. around us and we'd have like this, this structure and we just like, well, you have no sooner like, later we would turn off our brain and it would just be a routine. There would be no outside of the box thinking because we both think in the same box. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. But to, to the next sense, there is, you can, you can succeed in these relationships mm-hmm. because you're conscious. That's yes. what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. 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 That people that are listening that have say a Scott and Carly and they're dating and they're exactly the same. Are you conscious or are you unconscious? Because you two could make it work because you're conscious. But I feel like in that scenario, when you're both so similar, if one person is conscious and the other isn't, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's not going to, it's like going to it's be going. harder for the person that is conscious. Yes. The gap would just be unbelievable. Yes. So when you, when you're conscious in all of, when you're conscious in your partner relationships, that's now going to trickle down into your, as a parent, that's now going to trickle down into every single relationship that you experience in your life. So using Scott and I as an example, living the conscious uh, relationship, it now trickles down to being conscious parenting, which we're going to have a whole separate podcast with. So our whole entire parenting um, comes from being conscious Mm -hmm. and also every single relationship, the way we speak to our parents now is comes from a pure place of conscious right? Like we don't alter once you're, uh, once you're a conscious human being, and then you're in a constant conscious partnership, the way you speak and act to everybody else, it, it is unshakable. Yeah. So once you really learn how to be conscious with yourself and you're aware of your, your own thoughts and feelings, and you start to really like, you're starting to like, you're starting to do the work and you're starting to become aware of how you react to certain things. And now you've brought that into your relationship with your partner and you're trying to like, be the witnesser of your life and you're really watching how you react to your partner when they say things or when they don't say things or when they do things or when they don't do things like that comes into play like with your children. And then you can always practice that same thing because your partner's supposed to be your safe place with your friends. Mm-hmm. Sit back and like really be the witnesser as you have a conversation with your friends. Like what are your friends talking about? How are they talking how do you feel when you talk to your friends? How do you feel when you're done talking to your friends? Mm-hmm. You know, all those things really come to play in those relationships, right? Because your friends after your, your partner are the next important relationship you kind of have in your life. Mm-hmm. And watch how those relationships like, like talk. Like we talk about like you want to go on Facebook. Like Facebook was great in the beginning, but then what happened to Facebook you got into a fight with your partner, you could go like, I might <laughs> yeah. make a post on Facebook and yeah. be like, am I wrong? Like blob, like X, Y, and Z equals Z. Like, am I wrong? Because like Billy says this and then all your friends can just sit there and be like, yeah, I know, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And you get that instant justification, yeah. and it's un- but it doesn't but it, necessarily mean you're right. Yeah, it just it's means uncon- that all it's your, unconscious validation. Yeah, yeah. It just means all your friends are just validating what your opinion yeah. is. So you're not even fighting with your partner. You and your friends are ganging up on your partner. Yeah. So like, listen to how like you talk with your friends and how you talk with your friends and how they talk to you. And then while you've got your friends, which are fantastic sources, you can kind of like 
work on these things because it's another safe place. Go to your work. Mm -hmm. You know, how your work cubicle or your office or your warehouse, your warehouse, wherever you're working and like listen to how people talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And listen to how, like, you know, how they treat each other or how, like, as soon as one person walks out of the room, the conversation conversation that happens or the conversation that doesn't happen. Or when someone walks into a room, the conversation that ends and just start really being aware. I mean, I've never worked in the office, but I love watching office shows and the drama (laughs) that like ensues. Like that's why those shows, that's why Grey's Anatomy is so popular because people love the drama. Yeah. Yeah. The ego ego feeds off the drama. It feeds the ego. Yeah. And that's how we survive as like unconscious beings as homo sapiens like homo erectus or cavemen is because we had to form that culture and culture got formed around gossip yeah well and you and that was for survival like you always tell that story about like the corn um when they're out in the fields about you know and that they have all the gossip like you're out yeah because you had to know what everyone in the village was kind of doing Mm -hmm. right because when there's only like 20 or 30 of you it really matters if if ted's out there slacking you know drinking the sacramental wine or you know getting into the, like the or rest, having an affair with or having an affair wife. because it yeah. really affects the whole entire village yeah so around every, survival around yeah, survival totally. because like yeah. if bob's sleeping at security station that means someone's going to come in and like people could be could be killed yeah. could be attacked food could be stolen it was important but now that we live in such a more you know, industrial industrial society we don't need that but we still hold on to those old paradigms yeah, yeah. and we the program hasn't updated yes the and, you're, hasn't updated. and they're so unconscious so that's a really really good segue scott because when you move into the conscious friendships and the conscious workplace and all that you you don't need you don't that like that drama is actually like makes you itchy yeah like you cannot handle it like you don't talk I find that as we've become so conscious, like I can, I can hardly talk about other people. Like mm-hmm. it just, it, it really doesn't sit with me anymore. Like I just don't even want to hear about it because I want to talk about places. I want to talk about experiences. I want to talk about vibrations and dreams. I don't want to talk about people because people are wounded. Everybody's wounded, but he hit the nail when you're unconscious, your ego mm-hmm. is a buffet for fear and doubt yep. and drama and gossip. That keeps you small. That keeps you in that that energy system, right? Yeah. And so you you thrive on being unconscious, and you're like, oh, I just like I'm so sick of the drama. Like I'm so sick because you are in that. That's what you're, you're in. Not, there, you're, there's you're, like you're not sick of the drama. You're yeah, just, you, you just love it. You're feeding that it. You're into the drama. Yeah. There's literally that saying, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Right. Being unconscious is bliss. Yeah. You are you are not aware of any of Anything that you don't want to be aware of yeah. is what it is. So when oh, you become I, conscious, you become aware of everything. Yeah, because I know people in my life, like that, that are from like my old life, that literally say that to me. I am so no, they say I am so sick of the drama. Oh, yeah, yeah, their entire life is the drama. They're like the conduit lightning rod for the drama. And all the drama circles them, and they create it, and they'll like. Call me to discuss the, want to discuss the drama. They're like, I'm so sick of the drama, but do you want to hear it? Yes, that's exactly how it goes. And Scott (laughs) even knows who I'm referring to, right? And they are literally the first people to even start to drama. Yes. Mm -hmm. And everyone, I'm sure, knows someone like that. Yes. That you're so sick and tired of the drama. You talk to them, you're like, wow, like, I'm just like listening to you talk about your life. And I am so tired because it's so exhausting trying to like, the mental gymnastics. Yeah. The mental gymnastics that they use to like justify that everything is okay. Yes. Well, like, my like you're lighting your house on fire <laughs> and, and watching it burn. But you're pouring more gasoline yeah. on it, and it's like, no, no, it's it's cool. We're okay. We're okay. Yes. My favorite. And then they put the fire out because that's how the drama ensues. And then before the the coals have even like had a chance to like cool. Yeah. They've lit another fire. <laughs> yeah. Because now what are they going to talk about when there's no yeah. fire? But I was just going to say my favorite thing to do now is to watch reality TV with conscious eyes. Yes. Like it is the, like the show just goes to the next level when you're conscious. Like yes. I love it. Cause I'm like, that person is this wound and that's why this person's reacting. And you can predict, you can predict how the whole show is going to go based off of the reactions. It's, it's wild. the best. So when you are unconscious, like you said, ignorance is bliss Mm -hmm. and you can't seem to understand how you live 
this like this conscious life like i i know the people who live in that drama when they when they speak to scott and i they're just like oh so like what's going on in your life and like we're like oh well we're having events you know i did yoga you know um we went and got some like fresh goods you know like we just live this very high vibe conscious life you know we're we're you know planning for this flea market and like you know we have this whole and they're just like okay oh. great okay well great well like um yeah like so and so down the street like yeah. fuck them and blah 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 and i'm like wow wow you know but that's being so unconscious yes. in their own life starting at the foundation starting at the yeah. foundation at home because if they themselves. actually looked yeah. at their life they would remove themselves from it yes mm -hmm. because it no longer serves them and that's where you know, you have your soul contracts and yeah. all those things we've talked about, or you guys have talked about in previous podcasts, yeah. you guys are finally doing on the day I, I have it free, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's where those things come into play. But we get scared of making that leap. Yeah. Because what's, what, who are we without that drama? Who mm -hmm. are we without that wound? Yeah. yeah. When we're healed and we're a whole person, who are we? Well, guess what? We're very comfortable with who we are and it doesn't matter. And you're living your authentic life. Like yeah. you're living your, your, your best possible, what you came here to do. And it's like, people are so scared of that. So they would rather sit, like I said, last night at nights with Coco, you would rather sit in your shit for so many years and decades until one day you realize that you stink. And honestly, that one day might not be this life. Yeah. Because you're so scared of that. And it's like, we were just talking before we came on and I was like, we're us three, like we're feeling this high vibe energy. Like the rest of the world is like really swayed. And we're like, God, like we feel so fantastic. We've been doing the work day in and day out when everybody else was all like, we're going to go do this. We're going to ignore this. We're not going to deal with this. We've been like in the gutter for this time yeah. to rise. Right. And it's like, that's that's what everybody wants but then people look and they just can't seem to understand how you get to this this place so how because, scott do we get to this place how well, do you tell people to get to this place if it's complicated and you think the steps are complicated it's not that's the first thing you have to remove that ego of oh no you know i would love to do this or i don't have the time <laughs> or i don't have the time but it's not, you're complicating things and we as humans love to complicate things. It's simple. You want to remove the drama from your life, don't talk to the drama. Mm -hmm. Don't feed into the drama. It's that simple. Be like, okay, Jane always has the gossip and she always has something going on. If I don't talk to her, I don't know what's going on, but I also avoid the drama because when someone comes up to me and goes, do you know that this is going on? It's like, nope. Because I'm staying out of it. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. But people will want to pull you in because they're trying to feed their wound. Yeah. That's the hard part. But still, it's as simple as saying no. Yeah. And, and respecting yourself to say no and be like, I want something better for me. Mm -hmm. I want something better for like my partner, for my kids. So I'm saying no because I'm just so tired. Like literally, emo like mentally, physically exhausted from doing, from putting so much energy into fighting this fire that I'm building and putting out and building and putting out and building and putting out over and over again. Well, and also like the saying that I like to say recently that my mentors had said, are you tired or inspired? Mm -hmm. And you know, you get so... You should definitely walk away from a conversation with your partner or with friends and just be like, wow, that was really good. You don't have to walk away like feeling like you've been hit with a like a bolt of lightning every single time because that's an unrealistic expectation. We should walk away with like a sense of like peace, mm -hmm. tranquility. And if you walk away with something else, like really stop and again, be conscious of what you're, what you're feeling and try and put words to it and then try and change and understand why you're feeling that And way. I think Carly can really speak to this, what you're touching on here, because Carly um, interacts with people a lot outside of us. And she's had mm -hmm. a lot of like breakthroughs in her life. Like also with like- Carly's dating. That's why she can react to this too. Cause she deals with talks. You've talked to lots of unconscious people. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. So Everyone I, is unconscious. Yes, but also like, you know, she's dealing with like a father who's healing, you yes. know, a father who gets easily triggered through energy and 
the conversations that we've had recently about how you're like, okay, I, my dad has like kind of slipped back into unconsciousness. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, you've had some like business dealings and stuff like that. So yeah. I think you should like really talk about your perspective so people can understand like, okay, we get Coco and Scott, you know, have this conscious, conscious relationship and all that. And we've spoken about this, but like on your real life day to day out in the real world and what you've really learned, I think is important because um, by you standing in your power, um, and just really owning that you've learned so many lessons. So I think you should segue on like talk, talking yeah, Carly, about let's, let's talk about your love yeah. life. Yeah. Love well, life, relationship work, life, like everything, yeah, like right? she's, she's, it's all she's conscious and she's somebody who has flipped her life upside down, like coming from that really intense egoic tech job. Oh yeah. You know, all the things and like your whole, everything that you flipped around. So it's, well, it, it all comes down to the exact same thing. How I interact with people that I'm dating, how I interact with my family, business colleagues, all these different things comes down to one thing. It's just me knowing who I am and not straying from it when it's difficult. Because what I would find early on when I was doing the work is I would be like, yeah, I'm conscious. I'm going to look at this with certain eyes and I'd go into a conversation and I would be I guess for lack of better words, tired, mm -hmm. and I would just slip back into old habits. So old conversations, I would feed into the drama. And she would dim, and you would dim your light yes. for certain people. So it would be like... Because it was easier. It was easier. Right? Yeah, In that moment, my ego was telling me it's easier to dim your light and to use the typical language than it would be to stand in your power. Yes. But what I noticed is, you know, the few days that I would have that 30 seconds of bravery where I would stand in my power the conversation would turn and it becomes way easier in the long term. And yes. it only takes that 30 seconds of you just being like, I'm just going to say this and see what happens to then really just change it. And then what happens is that person that you're talking to, they don't talk to you the same again. No, it takes like one time, right? Like that's, it's one that's conversation. That's a really good so point because when you, when you stand in your power and you speak in your truth as an, a conscious person, people don't know how to handle that. You no. always say that. They either leave the conversation, you never see them again. Yes. Or they are genuinely interested and will ask you questions about whatever it is you're talking about. Um, or they're just like, it, it doesn't even phase them. And they're like, oh yeah. And they buck up and they, they well, level I, up with they you. Almost, they almost completely ignore what you're talking yeah, like about. We, and just yes. like, yeah. We yeah. deal with that with our parents. Like Scott and I right away, like my mom, like actually the other day I was like to her, I could be standing in a gymnasium right now of all infected people and I wouldn't get sick. And she was like, oh, well now you're pushing it. And I was like, mom, it's vibration. Yeah. And I said that and same thing. And then she doesn't know what to say to me. So she changes the subject. Scott, you do that with your parents a lot too. You'll say like, you know, you're talking about the wounds. You're talking about letting things go. You just like say it how it is. And they almost like, they don't know what to say. So then they kind of go backwards and be like, well, but you know, well, yeah, well, there's, then you there's get... a few awkward silences yes. on phone calls. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Then you're just kind of sitting there like, well, I'm comfortable with the silence, yeah. but you know, sit there and hopefully you're mulling things over. Yeah. But yeah, but it's interesting. We always say nights with Coco is a vibrational experience. Yes. That's what kind of like our motto is. Yeah. But really when you're having a conversation mm -hmm. with someone who's conscious, mm -hmm. It's a vibrational it experience. That's what it is. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it doesn't have to be in such a formal setting. It could be listening to the podcast. This is, is a vibrational. It's a vibrational yeah. experience. Like yeah. you guys, you're connecting with it. We're connecting. We're sharing information. And if you're listening, it's changing the pathways. You're changing it, yeah. and you're enlarging your scope of your life, and you're not looking so narrow. So it's vibrationally changing you. Well, it's so funny because I've said this before, and we've talked about this. I literally cannot have a conversation with, with someone that's longer than 10 minutes where consciousness, energy, these things don't come up. And I don't prompt it. I get asked mm -hmm. about it. And why I think is because I, the language that I use now and my response to the other person is so dramatically different that they are genuinely like, what is going on? Like, yeah. what are you doing? And they can tell by the language that I'm using that it's, you know, it, it's of this notion and so they asked me about it well even today before we came home here we stopped at this like antique pop-up sale and I also just like started talking and then I was like energy and the vibration of this room and like she just her eyes perked up and then she was like oh I have chills talking yeah, to she you said that, so yeah. like she was having a vibrational experience because I don't dim my light when I'm talking I'm like oh my goodness you got to go to this sale and you know I'm like I'm really talking to her with this 
but I was talking to her consciously and she could feel that energy and she's just like well she had a physical reaction yeah she was like oh my goodness like I know it's slower but it was so wonderful to talk to people like you yeah because we were engaged and we were conscious but why are you guys shocked? The world is waking up. You've talked about it on podcast. <laughs> More people are waking up in this, like, the next 10 years than they ever yeah. have. Why I don't, are you I shocked? Don't, it's, it's not shock. It's, it's just, it's happiness. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's happening. Wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. This is so cool to see. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you know, how, Carly, do you be conscious in difficult situations? That's a really good question because I've even just, had, like, recently had one. And I actually, that specific conversation I left feeling really defeated but what was really interesting is it was just my perception of it and in the long run I really wasn't yes um but again it just literally comes down to knowing who you are and not swaying from that like we always say don't let things sway like if you're in a difficult situation one thing you do need to do is you do need to read the room I think that's a really important um kind of aspect is like don't dim your light but do know you know your audience. Your audience and when to surrender. And by surrender, you're not losing. It just means pausing. And it, well, it means right? that, like, here's the thing. Like, we always say, if you're sleep, if they're sleepy, tuck them yeah. in. Like, there's no point in arguing with somebody who wants to prove that energy doesn't exist. Exactly. Right? There's no point in, in arguing with somebody who can't even wrap their head around what consciousness is. So that's what surrendering means. Yes. Like you don't need, you don't need to prove anything. You're the living proof. So if somebody's like, oh, hey, Coco, like bring my grandpa right through right now. Show me. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like that's not that. But, and that's what you're getting. That's at. what I'm getting at. But the thing is too, is by you and you're not dimming your light because you are still speaking your truth and you're still, you are still having a, a conscious reaction to what's going on. And so that's the vibrational shift that you're giving the other person, even though they don't know what's happening. Right? So right. in that situation, they're like, oh, bring, Coco, bring through my grandpa. And you're like, no, I'm not going to. But you, by just saying no to them, that's a shift for them as well. Yes. Because now you're showing you're strong and knowing in who you are. And they're like, oh, she's not just going to do it as like Miss Cleo. Okay, well, then there must be something to this subconsciously. Yes. And especially that. like in my life, like say with like a family member or a friend or somebody who knew me previously, who knew my, like my self-worth and would have been like, okay, here, I'll just show you a little bit. Right. Yeah. But let me now, prove, like, let, now, let me prove yeah, to you. So yeah. now they're seeing this like new person of, that they never knew before. And Scott brought that up the other day, which I thought was really great. And he said, you know, the, like all the people that come to our events only know us say who we are now. Right. But then there's a whole crop of other people who are still talking about the old versions of us because they can't get to the new. Right. Because the vibrations, the conscious level has shifted. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's super wild. And I talk about that too. I haven't seen my family in three years. So yeah, they FaceTime me and stuff and they see the glimpses, but like day to day in person, if they stayed with me for a week, they would be shocked. Wait, because your reactions would be different. Are, than I'm a completely to. 1,000 flipped around person. Yeah. So like what they used to get triggers out of me and they used to see me cave and they used to see me spiral and cry and all the things, like that doesn't even exist anymore because no. I'm so aware. Perfect. I found the quote that I came up that I wanted to. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I know I've got it in here somewhere. And hopefully this makes sense because I kind of write these things at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes. <laughs> there are two groups of people. People who knew you then, people who knew you now. Both versions are correct. Both versions are inaccurate. You are much more than who you were and who you are now. There's who you are becoming. Yeah. Yeah. Take that in. Which always goes back to the same thing. Like there's people that have only ever seen, I mean, Instagram now you can kind of see it a bit more, but you have people have only ever seen me with a beard and there's people who have only seen me without a beard. Right. Yeah. When we, when I went to work in the oil field, we had uniforms, so you got used to seeing someone in fire retardant coveralls and a hard hat yeah. and generally a pair of, like, Oakley safety glasses. When you seen them outside of work, you almost didn't recognize them because that's how you perceive them to look all the time. It's yeah. like, why aren't you wearing your, uni your, uni your quotation marks uniform? Because that's how I know you. Yeah. A good example of that are professional athletes, the football players, the hockey players. You recognize them when they're on the ice or on the field. Yeah. But if they didn't have their equipment on, didn't have their name on the back, would you actually recognize that's them? That's my favorite game in Kelowna. <laughs> when I walk downtown down by the beach, it's like, I wonder if I can figure out like who the ex-retired hockey player right? is. 
Um, and then I'd start judging people, which is like horrible to do, but it's like, <laughs> oh, he's got the hat on. He's kind of got like, like the bigger yeah. build, but he's got like the hockey haircut yeah. like, coming underneath his hat. I'm like, I wonder if he played hockey. But could you actually pinpoint their name? No. Probably not. I think I could maybe pick up like Wayne Gretzky. I think I could pick yeah. up in a crowd, but even then I'd be like, nah, why is Wayne Gretzky going to my Starbucks? Yeah. That's just like, it's like or it's like celebrities yeah. too. You know, people are like, I wouldn't even recognize them walking down the street. But then when you see them next to their cast members at a convention, of course you're going to put two and two together. Yeah. Well, Lady Gaga is a prime example of that. She had that like persona, that mm-hmm. personification, yeah. that image of who she was that was so out there. Yeah. You know, that whole like mask, yeah. mask yeah. that she wore. And then with her, what, Joanne album? Yeah. And yeah. you can see it in the documentary. She really like, peeled she everything de-masked. back she yeah. de she took off her armor and said like this is really who oh, i yeah. am not the lady gaga it's this yes that lady gaga is just a mask well, that i put on very much and yeah. really and really did the work and so having so basically the gist of like the trickle down effect for having conscious relationships is is very strongly starting with one thing and that's yourself Mm-hmm. And that is the basis of all of our work is you really have to get a grasp on your, that who you are as an energetic being. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and you start healing your wounds, every single relationship like starts shifting and changing. And I know like even at our gym, like how like we speak, um, it trickles down like people, the way they talk to us and all that, because we're so conscious and we don't sway. Like I just well, don't sway. Even listen, like even you know, this was a thing like with un- unconscious people, the people you surround yourself with, you start talking like them, acting like yes. them, you pick up their behaviors. So if you are the one conscious person in the room mm-hmm. and you are so strong in your knowing and your being, like what you're delivering is going to trickle down even to the unconscious. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what are we? We're vibrational light beings. Yeah. Right. So every time, if you're that one person in a room of like 30 people and you're conscious and that's, you're so strong and empowered in your authenticness and you're not letting your wounds control you, that is felt, Mm -hmm. that is felt. And when you do that, it trickles down. Like Scott always says, you don't know the one inch or the one centimeter that you have pushed somebody. Yeah. And how much you've changed the trajectory. You say that all the time to me by just being conscious and saying that. And to use an example, I know Carly talked about like how you walk into a room, learn to read the room. I think you can learn to read the room, which is probably a great thing to do. But also realize because you are a light being full of energy and vibration, Mm -hmm. you yourself can control the vibration of that room. Totally. At my job. That's, that's me. When I was in the oil field, that was me. I directed how the day was going. If I wanted to, I had everyone laughing and in stitches and we were having doing the exact same job, but we were having fun. And I, because I was almost giving people the freedom to have fun. Yeah. To be able to your vibration. You're giving space for that. Because I was giving space for that and allowing them to have space for their own sort of fun and jokes. But when you're having, when I'm having a bad day at work, the whole entire work is quiet. Mm-hmm. But that's even, that even goes back to what we previously talked about. When you have a bad day in our relationship, in our home life, it, it, it spirals, it spirals right. me. I feel that vibration, right? So I will go up to Scott and I'll be like, what's going on? Nothing. He'll say nothing. Cause that's the layer that he has to work on. Right. Because when he gets into those states, he has a hard time communicating to me and I'm, and I will look at him. I will literally sit on his lap and look in his eyes and I'm like, you are going through something right now. You're not being a high vibration. Like this is how we talk to each yeah. other. I'm like, something is triggering your wounds. And he'll say, no, no, no. Because also Scott's layer is that lack of feminine energy to really express himself in that way. But I would say that you're conscious of it now. Like, you know, when you're in that state, you just don't have the vocabulary because he was in it like a month ago for a few days. And Carly is texting me saying, tell him to listen to his own podcast. (laughs) I'm like, ask him how he's feeling. And he can't say tired, sad, or or, mad. Or okay. Or okay. You have to use different vocabulary. But like, tell us about that. I feel like when you get into those states of which we all do, where it's Mm -hmm. like, doom and gloom this is hard or we're having it you don't last in them as long as you maybe previously did when we first met because you're conscious and you can pull yourself out but i think you need to talk about that because you it's not easy all the time to be conscious 
and no. you would like to sit in front of the TV and zone out. I think sometimes it's not necessarily like you're in a, you're just like almost, you can almost be like an in-between state or maybe you are down, but it just takes a few moments to try and like to figure it out. Yeah. What's, not, what's, 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 what's really that. And that's part of like doing the work. It's like, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Why am I in the state? Like what's going on? Am I just frustrated with work or am I just frustrated with, with finances or just like with everything, like the weather, you know, because yeah. like it's once again, it's crappy weather for a few days. Like you just want to like be able to do the thing that you enjoy. And sometimes that just, you have to just recognize that in yourself and that just takes time and, and practice. Well, yeah, because as an energetic being, like they're showing me right now that like you're that, you're that wave, right? And wave, things are going to come into your wave. Do you know what I mean? So like if you're, if you're the rock that is on the beach and you know, the, the water's not even hitting you all of a sudden, you know, there might be some garbage coming and rubbing up against you. There might be some kids, you know, digging a sandcastle next to you. There might be some dead fish that are coming up to you. We are the exact same thing as that rock. And it's just like knowing how to handle when, Hey, there's an annoying kid pounding on me right now, or Hey, there's some garbage around me right now. We're the exact same thing. And just being conscious that, Hey, I'm the rock that lives near this ocean and there is waves and things that come near me Well, something and that, not sitting in that. Right. Something you said to me recently too is, well, feel what you're feeling. Yes. Like being conscious doesn't mean that when a negative emotion or feeling comes to you, that you ignore it. It actually means that you are aware of it you sit in it you figure out why like yeah like scott said you know you sit there why am i feeling this and as soon as you find the why you're like okay great makes sense and then you move on it's the people that don't actually feel it that don't actually then dig deeper to find out why they're feeling yeah, it that's, and that's and that is that the, is it that's right? the simple work yes exactly. yes and that and, the, and air nothing, quotations and so air quote, he is air quote, quote and quote. nothing Nothing makes you more conscious when you start showing yourself grace because last year when I was really going through it, Scott being my conscious partner, so many times you would say to me, just honor it. Like you're just having a bad day. You know, he's like, you just blew up your life. Like stop trying to ignore the grief. Stop trying to ignore the pain. Or I'd be like, I'm so sorry that I'm a hot mess express. And you'd be like, why are you apologizing? Feel it. Let it flow. And that's being a co- in a conscious relationship or friendship of anybody. And I've said that to you. Yeah. Just feel it. Yeah. Just feel it. Just don't stay there. Well, it's like when you suppress something, you want it more. So if you're going to suppress an emotion, it's coming back 10 times harder the next time. Because yeah. it has to. It, it has, has to. to. Because it's not getting your attention. Yeah. It's not getting your attention the first time. So if it doesn't come back twice as hard, you're going to ignore it again. Yeah. And when you give yourself permission to feel... I had just went through this with somebody last week at the gym and he was like, I'm like a hot mess and I'm like going through grief or whatever. And I looked at him and I said, it's okay to be that. And in the whole okay energy is okay. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I posted that on Instagram, you know, uh, self-promotion there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like, okay is okay because it gives you room yes. to have good days, but it also allows yourself to have bad days. We expect too much from ourselves to be like, I need to be perfect. I need to be great. I need to be awesome. I need yeah. to have these amazing days. But if you're always expecting to have those amazing days, then you always have to have those, the exact opposite, those amazing bad days. Yeah. We're okay sometimes, you it's know. It's just okay. It can't be a crutch, but okay is okay. And having a bad day doesn't mean you're never going to have a good day again. I think that's what a lot of people get caught up in is they're like, oh, I've had two bad days in a row. This is it. This is it. Doom and gloom. I'm never having a good day again. Well, everything in life is balanced. We talk about that. Mm-hmm. You need to have your bad days so you know what a good day is. Yes, because good songs last just as long as bad songs. Yeah. Except you want to put repeat on the good songs, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And that that's it. So I feel like we've... Yeah. wandered a little bit away no, from but relationships. I, no, but it all ties all tie in. It all ties in. It's so contract. It's awakening. It's doing the work. It's being conscious. Mm-hmm. It's such a big subject. So you have to listen to the other other podcast, shameless plug. You have to go to like the, like the Instagram and read the, the energy things, yeah. shameless plug, right? You have to do all these things so you kind of understand because nothing is so singular, Everything is multifaceted. Well, we're multidimensional. And, so, and we're yeah. multidimensional. So you can't just look at it and be like, A equals B plus mm-hmm. C. 
No, it's like there's so much more to it that you're looking at it too small, but it's that simple. And when you do the work and you shift into fully conscious, like it just flows. It really does. Like I know us three sitting here, we don't have to think about being conscious. But previously when we were working to it, it, it was like, okay, we kind of had to like literally stop and make it uh, like notice it. But now we just are. Mm -hmm. And like, we also catch ourselves when we're not. Cause like today was a prime example and I was being a little bitchy at the gym. I'm not going to lie <laughs> because what was happening is I was listening to the YouTube video of my mentors while I was working out. And then I was not doing my movement properly. And Scott came up to like consciously tell me how to do it. And I was like, ah. Oh, like I was getting really mad. And then afterwards when we were in the car, he was like, oh, you missed some of your reps and all this. And I'm like, kind of triggered being like, like stay in your own lane, bud, like stay in your own lane. But then he was like, I think you need to stop listening to your YouTube videos from your mentors when you're working out and be present in the mm -hmm. moment of your workout. So you can focus on your movements. Now, old me with my wounds would have been like started a fight probably. Right. Mm -hmm. But it would have been like, why are you saying this to me? Like stay in your own lane. You're so freaking annoying and all these you're things. You're such a keener. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're so amazing. And I, I, and you think I'm shitty and all those things, mm -hmm. but because I'm conscious, I was like, thanks. Thanks yeah. for pointing that out. You're right. I'm going to stop listening to them because that's what I was focusing on. And that, there we go. Our conscious relationship just moves along because he wasn't trying. He was just, he was being that, that conscious partner. Right? And his intention is to help. Yes. Yeah. And well, I want her to be the best version of yeah. her. Yes. Because when I'm the best version of myself and he's the best version of himself, it trickles down to all the other things that we're telling you about. Right. Because when I'm at my best and you have seen me at my worst, you know, it then trickles down because why, if you don't want your partner to be the best version of yourself, then you really need to look at the relationship that you're in or any of your relationships mm -hmm. because there is partners and I have heard it like, Oh, I don't want, I don't want Scott to go to the gym because like, I, I don't want him to, you know, succeed and look good and stuff. Like there is stuff yeah, that he'll look on. good and then other women will yes. look at him and the whole snowball effect. And, and that's ugh. where you need to look at where you're unconscious. Yeah. So I think that that's a great place to leave it. And I really, really want everybody to, to get to this place of a healthy, amazing, aligned, empowered, conscious relationship, because for all of us sitting here, we've had the opposite to the umph degree, all three of us, mm -hmm. right? We've all had these unconscious relationships. And when you have the conscious, isn't the, con the gap is so in insane. It's obvious in front of you. And I would never, ever go back, but I have so much gratitude for the journey to get us here to be conscious and the trickle down effect, because we're really seeing it in all avenues of our life. Yes. You definitely have to be grateful for the events and the experiences that have brought you to where you are right now, because if you are still angry yeah. and upset about them, then there's still some work to do. And, and it's hard to become, it's hard to truly live in that heart center and really live from that place of compassion if you're still stuck yeah. on all the things that triggered you in those unconscious states. And if you are stuck, maybe sometimes the, the simply the best decision is just to, to change it. It's it's simple. It's hard because it's simple. Mm -hmm. yeah. But because it's simple, it's doable. Mm -hmm.